True motivation flows from authenticity, and habits are the channels that direct its force. Today, we are talking about Rat Race Reboot Chapter 4 of my latest book, and we are navigating the world of motivation and how our mind can sometimes lie to us, and how can we cultivate powerful habits that amplify our desires and goals. You're going to want to stick around for today's episode. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, Each week, I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are diving into chapter four of my book, Rat Race Reboot. If you've been following along, I've been going chapter by chapter hitting some of the highlights and hopefully inspiring you to pick up your copy of Rat Race Reboot. And at the very least, go on ratracereboot.com and download your first chapter for free. (laughs) And you can pick up the book anytime on um, Amazon. But I would love to guide you through a couple of the main points in chapter four, if you're following along. And today is about um, motivation. Where are we getting our motivation from? Because sometimes we can fall into the trap of, and you're going to notice a theme here, but of looking to our external circumstances for our motivation. And there are times when that can be helpful, but then there are times when that can be harmful. So we want to connect with our vision and, and goals. And instead of having these external motivating factors moving us forward. We really want to get connected with our sense of intrinsic motivation. What's really driving us to achieve our goals so that when our external circumstances are not showing us what we want, or we're we're just seeing incremental gains, but we're not really acknowledging how far we've come, um, we can get the strength within us to keep moving and keep stepping um, you know, when we we talk about making quantum leaps in our results, it's not something that you're going for. It's a, something that when you keep making steps, moving forward, baby steps, even over time, it's that consistency. So when you can look back and say, wow, <laughs> look how far I've come. This is a quantum leap. It's something that we can look back on. But, you know, I'm thinking about times when I, when I, joined the Air Force and I was in boot camp and I wasn't really exercising and marching around in my regular day-to-day life. And I can remember just being so tired and exhausted and, you know, wondering, am I really going to get in in tip-top shape? Is it going to happen? And I would kind of be hard on myself um, until I started to move a couple weeks into that boot camp. And then I could look back and see, oh, you know what? I ran a little bit faster today. I started acknowledging some of the the momentum that I was gaining in the forward progress. But 
you know, when I took time to stop and look at the progress I've made, and I encourage you to do that from time to time, I'm not a big advocate of looking in the rear view mirror all the time. But sometimes we can look to the progress we've made as a source of motivation to look how far we've come. I was able to look at how far I'd gone, how much fitter, how stronger I was physically, mentally. Um, I could remind myself that I was capable of the next challenge and the next one after that. So it, it wasn't my body that needed convincing so much as it was my mind. And I can attest to that when I ran my first couple of marathons or, oh my goodness, when I did the Kona half Ironman, I can honestly tell you it was not my body that got me through that race. It was my mind that motivated me to get through it because it, I got talked into doing that race. I wasn't really prepared for that race. Um, training was very difficult, but I made it. I did it. And it was my mind that carried me through. Um, so really, I love that William James, and I had this quote in the book, believe and your belief will create the fact. And he, he wrote this essay, William James, more than 12 decades ago. And it's, um, it's something that I carry with me. Your belief system can carry you through. But when we find ourselves in, uh, in a stuck in a lack of motivation, that can be rooted in our belief systems, which actually create kind of this unconscious battle within our mind that has us stopping and starting, um, having our foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. So a question you can ask yourself when you find yourself in that situation is, is my environment lying to me? Is my environment lying to me? Um, that's a powerful question. You know, we can look to our external circumstances, look to the naysayers. Um, we might not be making the progress we want yet, but that doesn't mean that we're not moving forward. We have to be willing to shift our idea of what success is. And I've talked about this in an earlier chapter. Success is not simply when we reach the goal. Of course, we want to celebrate when we reach our goals, but success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So setting a big, beautiful, worthy goal, something that we are shooting for, and any step in that direction is success. But sometimes we can look to these external cues and triggers in our environment and we can allow those things to shape how we feel. And feeling is the conscious awareness of the energy and vibration we're in, which drives our action, right? And that action creates a reaction in terms of our results. We want to make sure that we are, are, we're shaping our environment from the inside out as opposed to from the outside in. And so there's strategies that we can take to design an environment that nurtures positive habits and that minimizes our distractions. Um, but first, we need to understand what our belief system is and getting to the root of some of our beliefs, how understanding how they were formed, recognizing their impact in our daily lives. And then we want to get to a place where we are adopting tools and techniques 
that can help us challenge and reshape and align our goals and and our beliefs with our goals, right? Um, that's when we're going to start to get real traction. So one way that we can start this process and get a sense of, you know, where is our thinking? <clears throat> Think about your current goals. And I, I mean, I have a whole section on this. Think about your current goals and ask yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, is, are my goals coming from a place of lack? And this is an interesting question. Why are you setting the goals that you're setting? Are they coming from a place of lack? And what do I mean by that? I mean, are you setting these goals to prove your worth? Are you setting these goals? Like I used to set goals. I was a goal achieving organism. I would set one seemingly big goal after the other. I would do this race to prove that I wasn't fat. I would do this race to raise money for cancer research to prove that I was a good daughter and I was doing something to help my father. I would go after this promotion to pr prove that I was good enough. I would set my sights on this aspiration to, um, to prove that I was worthy or smart enough. That's what I mean by goals that are set in lack. I was never satisfied when I would achieve those goals. Yes, I would achieve them, but they would come at a cost. And actually, they were keeping me from really stepping into my fullest potential. I was playing small. So ask yourself, you know, where are your goals coming from? And that will give you a sense of where your belief systems lie, where some of your paradigms are. So you can start doing some work there. And then um, ask yourself, are your goals rooted in a place of joy? Are you setting goals because you want to serve at your highest potential? Are you setting goals because you really want to stretch your learning edges. You want to create a massive impact in the world. You want to help other people. And it's coming from a, a deep sense of service. So really take an inventory of where are your goals coming from. Um, once you do that, you can have a better sense of where you need to go and where you need to, to shift. And then what habits you need to, to put in place to um, align your thinking, new ways of thinking with where you want to go. Um, so I have some other things too, that I thought were really important in this chapter that I want to highlight. This isn't all of it, but, um, some new habits and some new ideas when we're thinking about where are my thoughts of lack, where are my current paradigms leading me? Where are my current paradigms and beliefs about myself and the world around me? Um, moving me to drive my goal creation. We want to start to create habits to create new paradigms that support where we want to go. But in the interim, I want to leave you with some ideas uh, for you to set some habits that can be helpful for you when you're on this journey of discovery. And these are in the book as well. So if you want new results, you have to create new habits that work for you and not against you. So being a leader of self, I highly re recommend spending at least an hour a day reading an article or a book that increases your knowledge base. To develop as a leader, you need to enrich your 
personal soil and focus on being the best in your field. Focus on being a leader in your field. Focus on being a good human, right? So that could be reading something within your field. It could be reading some personal development. It could be journaling even, right? So that's one thing. You've got to put yourself first. You've got to put um, developing yourself as a leader as, as a priority. Celebrate the wins. We can be demotivated when we let our circumstances serve as the evidence that we aren't doing well. So even the little wins along the way, we want to make sure that we're celebrating those. Remember, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And so when you're making a step, even if it's just a yay, that shifts your energy in the moment to enthusiasm, right? We want to celebrate those wins. Use your energy. When we face a setback, many of us many of us withdraw and conserve our energy. And I know how tempting that could be. We we're like a wounded animal and we just want to kind of go in this fight or flight, you know, um, way of being. But remember, energy is endless. Don't let yourself sit idle. Take one step, even if it's a baby step in the direction you want to go. And you'll often find that you're motivated to continue. And I know I've practiced this many times. Give, give to get. Ha! When you're feeling unmotivated, go out and serve others. How can I give my current client base more today? How can so you're shifting the focus off of you? And so you're not literally thinking I'm giving so I can get something in return, but you're giving, you're putting other people's um, needs in front of your your hurt or a, in front of your disappointment in an action you took that maybe didn't come out um, as well as you'd like. So a, a great way to overcome um, an obstacle is by just taking a moment and and giving, right? You know, whenever we give, we might not get back in that same moment, but givers gain, right? Um, also realizing it's not about the goal when you're reaching and setting lofty goals. It's not about getting the goal. It's about expanding who we are as a human being and about, um, who we get to become along the journey. And when we can remember that and remember hand in hand with success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. I've said it three times. So clearly it's important, but we have a lot more fun. And when we're in a place of joy, do you ever notice when you, you, you're just like living your best life and you're in a place of joy, solutions and ideas come to you more readily. This is how we get there. Also remaining in a place of gratitude, being grateful for where you are, the lessons you're learning, that keeps you in an elevated um, energy. Um, also, I I don't believe in um, kind of this positive psychology where we're being toxic with it. I believe in, in being positive in the, in the sense that knowing that whatever obstacle comes your way, you can feel the feelings and the emotions of that, but you know within yourself, you'll figure out a way to move forward. Don't discount satisfaction. We as humans need and want goals. And we also can experience uh, dissatisfaction with the status quo. Use that as a catalyst for change. Don't beat yourself up for feeling that dissatisfaction. Use it as a catalyst for change. And remember, nothing is all good. Nothing is all bad. 
the law of polarity states that we have all, we have to experience all spectrums. We can't ex experience them all at the same time. Um, just remember, nothing is all bad, nothing is all good. But when we experience a setback, to look for the positive in that situation and how can we transform it? Remember, our brain can't focus both on the positive and the negative at the same time. We have to choose. And when we choose that positive polarity, then we're more able to focus on and recognize the solutions that are around us. So I hope this has been helpful. This has been a really brief touch on chapter four of my latest book, Rat Race Reboot. You can get your copy by going to ratracereboot.com. Subscribe to get a free chapter of chapter one, but you can also go to Amazon and purchase your Kindle copy or get a paperback. And I want to hear your feedback. Dive into these concepts. Email me and let me know what questions you have. Um, habits. We want to get into the habit of reflecting daily. Um, do an environment audit and really start to look at our habits and determine which habits are no longer serving, serving us, which habits are serving our old way of thinking and which, what are some new habits I'd like to adopt that will support me and where I'm going. And if you want some support, this is where I say, get a coach, find a mentor, find a mastermind, somebody that who will see you and your highest potential and help extract that from you. It's already within you and a great coach or a great mastermind or a mentor can help you compress time. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, remember everything is created twice first in our mind, our imagination, and then in physical form. I can't wait to see you next week. We're going to dive into chapter five, but we'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates. 